0: Here with us. Why don't you just grab a seat? I think we're just going to continue as has been our practice, just to um, set aside some some time of, of silence of, and in particular in this song, like that. Those words of are, are words that we've just sung, but they are so much deeper and so much more than that. And I feel like the invitation this morning in our silent and in our quiet time is to invite the Holy Spirit to remind us of, in our own life, the areas where, where we have exalted other things where we have given our heart, where we've given our attention to other things other than him. You know, we join with the church all around the world in the season of Lent, which is just a, just a season of great spiritual practice, of reminding us of, of our ever-present choice to turn and repent, to turn and repent. From where we're going and what we're thinking about and what we're exalting, and turn again to God and say yes. So this morning, Jesus, as we as we continue our worship, but this time in silence, we ask that your Holy Spirit would speak. I pray that you would enlighten or call to mind the areas of our life that have, you know, the parts of our heart that have captured um, a part of who we are that aren't you. And then in our silence and in our quiet, would you, would you heal us again with your presence? Jesus I just want to bless the still small voice that has whispered to us in this time of of our quiet but of your moving and speaking Holy Spirit would you would you c- cement the work in which you've started in these moments and time Would the cares of this world not rob a moment or an ounce of its truth and its power? And where we've turned once again to you, God, I pray that it would be a turning that sets the trajectory of our life. No matter how many times the turning has happened, God, would this be a time where where something has shifted? We thank you for your faithfulness and your goodness and your kindness to welcome us over and over and over again. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. All right. We um, we have been carrying on in a series where we started the year. You're going to be so tired of hearing the words, but that we've been um, created for connection. There you go. Someone's excited about it, but I wanted to do something a little bit different this morning. So I have asked a couple of people up. Um, so Jacob and Dej, why don't you come on up and join us? Yeah. Grab those. I'll sit here. Yeah. Those are some mics. So one of the things that we've talked about um, in our in our created for connection is that um, I sort of used the analogy of those cables a few weeks ago um, where where like within our created for connection message there are the aspects of of being created for connection that we want to lean to lean into. Over the season, but the first place I wanted to start is our connectedness with Jesus. So it is the fact that when we talk about connection, we, for a for a plug or a cable, the only way for it to outwork what it's actually meant to be to do is to be plugged into where it needs to be plugged into. And so I I wanted to start there, and we're going to basically use the next couple of weeks and doing basically just hearing from average, ordinary people. <laughs> <laughs> I started, I'll go with... <laughs> and, uh, oh, see now I'm just having this quick internal edit of not thinking, <laughs> not saying what I was just about to say. But, um, but we just. Uh, I just thought I'd love to ask these two guys. I kind of came up with this idea on Monday, and I thought, well, they're the only two people that are paid to be here that are staff that I can force <laughs> to say yes to me. So I um, I sort of thought I'll start there, but we are. I'm really really looking forward to this because it is, it's something about we can all hear in our head about um, we've been created for connection, and we all we all know, or many of us hopefully know, that being connected with Jesus is something that's that's important. It's something that we should value, but if we're super honest, um, it's hard. A couple of people are at least going to shake their head in agreement. But, like, does anyone, like, wake up and think, oh, I just can't wait to read the Bible for four hours this morning, or I can't wait to do this or that? And, and does anyone else live a life that has, doesn't have a care in the world? You sort of wake up and you think, oh, what should I do with my time, Jesus? Like, oh, the choices are endless, and all of them revolve around you and me. So um, And yet Jesus in, in Matthew um, 7, where he is, basically it's part of Matthew, sorry, the portion of Matthew that is the Sermon on the Mount. So it's the Sermon on the Mount just simply is Jesus spelling out, it's Jesus sort of manifesto of this is what it means to be my follower. This is what I have come to bring God's kingdom, and this is what God's kingdom is like. This is the world that I'm ushering in. in, and, and so he's sort of laying it all out. And right at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says something which we can, should serve as a warning. And he says this in Matthew 7, um, verse 21. Not everyone who calls to me, calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of the Father in heaven will enter it. On judgment day, many will say, Lord, Lord, we have prophesied in your name. We have cast out demons in your name, and we have performed many miracles and miraculous signs and wonders in your name. But I will reply, Jesus says, I never knew you. Get away from me, for you have broken God's laws. And so we can, we can hear that in many different ways. And as scripture often is, it's really important to find out context. But what I wanted to do is read that is what Jesus is saying. We can do an awful lot in our own strength. Like we've attributed having a new home to a, a miraculous move of God and him moving in through us. But let's be honest. We in our own collective strength could have made this happen couldn't we? There's enough people. We could have all sold our houses. It was the asking price was 2.5. We could have easily pulled together 2.5. And we could achieve this in our own strength, in our own effort, with no regard for who God is or what he's done. Too honest, too soon? Like, like we could have. Isn't that what this is saying? Like, Miraculous signs and wonders, that's pretty amazing. Like if that happened this morning and someone who was, you know, sick or had something wrong and you saw a miraculous sign, you'd go home pretty excited, wouldn't you? But so, so what this is saying is we can do even that and do it somehow not being connected with Jesus. The point of this story is, the point of this warning is, That we need for our first and foremost to be connected to God. That our connection with him needs to be front and center of our time, our focus, our desire, what we long for, what we celebrate. And we do well to heed Jesus' warning. That's for the intro. So, what I wanted to do is, um, is invite these guys up to share genuinely what it is to outwork, to wrestle in in 2024, in Walkworth, with busy lives, with different ages and stages of life. What does it mean to connect in with Jesus? And so I gave them some big open-ended questions to sort of think about and to ponder. Um, but do you guys want to, maybe, Dej, you start, introduce yourself, and, um, yeah, share us a little bit. Of, maybe something we're surprised to know about you. Oh, you didn't ask yeah, sorry, you didn't ask I didn't that ask that in the question. I'm yeah. like, oh,
1: oh, oh. Um, well, I'm Dej, for those of you who don't know me, and I am, um, so I head the worship team here, and I also am a homeschooling mum. Um, I was a primary school teacher in my former life. Um, and we run local business. Um, something you don't know about me? I'll have to. Sorry. No, I know.
0: I threw that. <laughs> I threw that in last minute. Sorry.
1: Go ahead. Oh, okay. So, um, so should I start with some practical ways? Let's no? Introduce no, introduce Jacob. Jacob. First. Okay, come. Cool.
2: Yeah. Hello. Um, so I'm Jacob. I'm the youth pastor here. I also dislike that question. The yeah. Tell me something. <laughs> that no one knows about you. But I'll just go, um, I am the youth pastor, but I spent four years training as a civil engineer and used that for one year, and now I'm here. So <laughs> that, that might be something, <laughs> nice. something interesting.
0: Nice, yeah.
2: Four years in beautiful Hamilton, though. I know, it you was worth it. It was definitely worth it. You it wouldn't trade that it. For the
0: world, would you? <laughs> Great. Well, one of the things I wanted to do is just really genuinely have these times be something that's super practical about what it is to connect. So one of the questions I gave them is sort of what are some of the practical ways that each of you um, use, the practical choices that you make to connect with Jesus?
2: Yeah, so um, some of the, I was, when I was thinking about this question, it really came down to there are three big things that I do. And so there's, there's prayer, there's worship, and then there's time in Scripture. And for all three of those things outside of church, in church it's quite easy to, be, to do the, the worship and then to listen to the sermon, and then you kind of feel like you've got your dose of Scripture for the day. <laughs> but outside of church, I really need to put in, like, dedicated time aside, quiet time for that, so whether that's going for a walk, whether that's parking myself up in the office and shutting the door and ignoring my baby for a little, little bit, leaving her with mum. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I really just I find that just quiet time alone with God in one of those three areas is really helpful.
1: Oh well, okay, just what he said. <laughs> <laughs> um, but real practical ways that I connect with the Lord, um, I deliberately make a choice every time I come into a place of worship or a, because it can be really easy just to go along with the songs and kind of go with the flow. But actually, I want the words to mean something, and so I, I, um, I'll either. Sometimes I'll just open my hands, or. I'll take a deep breath or, um, so that's not just here, but also, um, like Jacob, I also seek quiet, like, um, yeah, kind of crave it actually these last little while, um, and then make the most of that just deliberate connection.
0: Hmm. Yeah. And so for each of you, like as you, as you sort of have been following Jesus for whatever length of time that is. How has that connection changed over your over your journey, or or has it changed? Are there practices or ways in which you've connected with him um, over the years? Obviously, Jacob and Anna, his wife, have just had a new baby, so age and stage of life have shifted radically. And so, how have how have those life stages
2: changed, or has it? Um, I can take this one. To start. <laughs> So, when I was younger, it is, when when your parents are dragging you along to church and you're heading along to youth group, it's quite easy to do it under someone else's steam, And Mm. so, I definitely, I can say, up until, I mean, shut your ears, Linda. Yeah, yeah. But up until, like, this year, (laughs) I wasn't, I didn't (laughs) regularly read the Bible, and I really, really struggled with that. And that's Mm. totally fair. As a teenager, there are 101 other things you'd rather do, do than sit down with this big, fat book, um, and read through some of it is actually yeah. really, really hard and heavy reading. So that's definitely something that's changed is just making more of a conscious effort to do the things that I don't necessarily enjoy but then to find the moments in there to glorify him. Hmm. I
1: suppose i better say something. Um, going. Um, yeah, over the years... Hmm. I think I've moved from, as a child and as a youngster and a teenager, um, maybe I was a bit of an anomaly, but I loved, I just loved God. I just loved connection. I loved worship. I loved just being that. And one thing I wanted to say, if there are any young people still in the room, if they haven't gone out, is like, man, make this your time to love God because it will stand you in good stead for the rest of your life. Mm. Like, there's no better time to connect and chase after him and open your heart and surrender than now. Um, yeah, so, but but my expression and my outward understanding of, of that connection maybe has changed in that it used to be quite, I was going to say external, but it wasn't really. But um, now it's it's way more, I'm way more chilled, if you like, in my, I'm not, I'm way less stressed about the world and what happens out there and way more interest, way more at peace with actually, God, what are you doing in my life? Because when when you're doing something solid here, and you, then that I can take that out, you know, I could, that naturally flows out of, rather than a, a works, an external works, so I have to fix that, I have to do that, I have to say that. Hmm. It's, um, I think in recent years, I'm learning and, um, and enjoying, actually, going, I don't have to fix the world,
2: hmm.
1: but I'll let him fix me, and then together we'll see what he's doing.
0: Nice. Very good. Wonderful. So we all know that there's lots of sort of things out there. One of the things that I wanted to do also is sort of kind of give these guys, and an, an in our interviews that we're going to do is sort of any, any um, tools that you find helpful I sort of wrote down like things like apps or devotions or books or resources that have really helped. Um, I, you know, whether it's recent times, but also in times of your um, of your journey and your spiritual connection, that you're actually just um, worthwhile sharing with with anyone.
1: All oh, oh, so. right, so I do have a few favourite things that are my go to. Um, I love practicing the Way, which is a podcast series which I often will listen to by a guy called John Mark Colmer, and um, he's also got some uh, a Kiwi on his team, Sean Stra- uh, Sharp. Sean, no, I've forgotten name. Strawn, thank you. Um, and just, oh, I just find really enriches my thought process or my spiritual formation or my biblical understanding. I also love the U version, the Bible app, because you can find a gazillion different um, versions of the Bible and it's on audio book. And someone like me, I just I'm very audio, so I push play and I will listen to it and I will push play again and I'll listen to it again and I'll be like, hang on, what was that? And I'll listen to it again and then I might go back and, and reread. Um, Lectio 365. I um, Lyndon and Angela have often talked about this um, over the last few years. Um, I'll go through stages where I'll listen to it or where I'll use it in others because I actually get a little bit of PTSD because I started listening to it in COVID and so now it's like,
0: oh <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. no. <laughs> but I push through don't. that um, yeah. <laughs> and
1: I love that it helps to articulate or it puts into words and I hear other really cool accents, often from the Northern Hemisphere, um, and it, it, helps me, it helps articulate things. And I'm like, yes, but I wouldn't have had the words for. Or it gives me rich language or rich um, imagery of um, just uh, of our faith and of our, um, you know, our history, our, our, our context of our of why 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 do I follow this man called Jesus and what was so special about him? And you know, so that's really great. and then the Bible project, those are my very cool things, all which you can easily find online. Um, but I love the Bible project, so great.
0: Great. Do let's say this again.
1: So practicing the way, practicing John. Mark, the
0: way. John Mike Homer. Yep. And that's a podcast series. Podcast series.
1: Yep. Uh U app.
0: U Version app. So that's an app, a Bible the app. Bible app. Yep.
1: Yeah. Um Lectio three sixty five, which so is also that's an app. another app,
0: for daily devotion.
1: Da- daily devotion, yep. really short, takes takes you through. Like you can do it in five, ten minutes, or you can take longer and redo it. Um, it's just find that still space, but means you're not left with your own thoughts. It actually helps yep. take you on a journey. Love that. And then the Bible project for anything I get curious about.
0: Great, and those are on YouTube.
1: You can find them on YouTube. Yep. I use the app.
0: I oh, use yeah, the yep, app. Yep, okay, great. Usually. Jacob, how about you? What's what's trending on yes. um,
2: connection <laughs> with Jesus? I'll give you the, the, younger, the younger. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, can definitely, I can definitely second John Mark Comer for that. I really, yeah. really, I'm a big reader. And so I, I've found that I really, really like his writing. And like Jed said, it's really useful to either, either listen to a podcast or read a book because it really helps put words onto thoughts that you've been having that haven't quite been able to kind of round off. And then you've yep. got these people who have, I don't know, maybe 20, 20 years, 30 years or something, it's been their full career, they're really well-versed in scripture, and they can just really put words into into the thoughts that you're having. Great. Um, so yeah, books, I do like John Mark Comer, I've been also reading one called Growing Young, which is topical to youth, it's about how um, part of keeping a vibrant church culture is about getting a vibrant youth culture, so I've, I really enjoy that book, and I'd recommend it to anyone, it's not just for people who are working in youth ministry, cool. so that's that's growing young. I'm not entirely sure who it's by. I can't remember. But, um, and then there's also one of my favorite resources, which, like I said before, I've only just started leaning into is the Bible. And um, so this year I set myself the challenge. I was like, I'm going to read the entire Bible in a year. And so I've been slowly working through just a plan. And I think I'm maybe eight days behind already, but that's okay. We'll get there. Even if it's a year and a half, if I can make it, that's good. Sure. Um and I found it really, really helpful. It's, I've definitely, yeah. It puts, I don't know. Um, I've, de- I would say I've cried more times during worship this year than I have in my entire life before, just because you'll sing these words and then all of a sudden, little verses which you never, you never even thought you'd, you'd remember, mm-hmm. but they pop up in your head and you just, you get these far more vibrant images of um, what God's like, and that's just from just bear reading it and mm-hmm. i think next year i might have to challenge myself to actually learn some of the scripture <laughs> but um yeah i definitely say it'd be hard to read the entire gospel and not feel deeper connected to jesus by the end of it yeah
0: wonderful are you doing that with a plan or you just made your own as far as read the bible in a year is that yes so
2: i've got the bible that i've got is called he reads truth and in the back of it great. it's just got a bible plan where it's just we kind of go Perfect. i'd read a couple of chapters from a couple of books every single morning Wonderful.
0: Now, I know it's probably not neither um, one of you, but I've just heard little little bits in our, in our conversation. I, I'm sure it's not happened to you, but for someone who might be sitting out there that sort of struggled in the connecting with God and sort of we start, start off well and drop off, what would be your advice to sort of um, those moments of, if you can even imagine, like, starting a Bible project and getting eight days
2: behind in February? In all, in all fairness, I think, I think three or you four know. of those days were when I was in hospital for the birth of my child. Oh,
0: so, yeah, so we, okay, we were making yeah, yeah good, them. good, good, nice. But Listen, you have embraced fatherhood fully. When in doubt, blame your children. And especially <laughs> <Yes>. especially <laughs> when they can't verbalize know, the I truth. Anything. Well done, mate, you're good. Yeah, right? if she could talk, yeah. she'd
2: probably be like, Dad, I saw you on your phone for about <laughs> yeah, six yeah, hours every day.
0: Right. <laughs> Enjoy it while it lasts. No, but it, I, guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, in all of it, one of the things that we want to be able to communicate is that for all of us, we have these moments of great mountaintop, like, yep, we're up early. Yes, we're on track with Lectio. Like, I, I, I la- I'm sort of inside laughing that we, we promoted and really encouraged Lectio 365. I would hate to see the digital cobwebs of Lectio 365 on my phone app at the moment, I would probably touch the app and it would sort of be like, oh, you're still here. Um, So we all have go through seasons where these things come really easily and then we go through seasons where it is a bit of a grind. How have you found um, and what encouragement could you give us in those seasons of the the grind where it might be, you know, not the first thing you wake up thinking about?
1: Yeah, I... um First of all, I, my advice would be like, go with it. Mm. Because actually trying harder doesn't work. And um, I think there's so much freedom that we are offered that we miss because we think, but we have to do it this way. Or someone else reads it this way. Or, man, I haven't, I can't claim to have ever read the Bible right through cover to cover. And, gosh, you know, like just the, the yeah, the shame or the guilt or the, Got to try it harder. It doesn't actually work as a motivator, or well, it doesn't work for me. So um, my biggest encouragement is, like, you know what? Follow the joy, actually, with some advice that I remember being told. Follow the joy. And so I'll um, – I have seasons where I dig deep into the Word, mm. and that might last for a few weeks, and that's really cool. And I get a good feed. Like, I get a really good meal, and it's great. And then I take that with me, and – There'll be another time where I'm like, I I crave quiet. I need to go. I need to be outside. I need to go into nature. I need to not listen to podcasts. I need to not listen to the Bible. I need to just sit and be still. I don't need to talk to the Lord. I just need to stop. Because when I stop, things become much more clearer And um, so that would be my biggest advice, follow the joy. And then eventually you'll be like, great, I want to pick up that Bible again. Or great, I want to pray again. Or great, I want to pick up tongues again. It's like, great. But, you know, um,
0: yeah.
2: Wonderful. Anything? Um, So I can definitely speak on this. When I left school and went to university, I really, really struggled with my faith. And that was, I went to a Christian hostel of all places. I found that really hard because I'd sit there and you see all these people around me who are really, who are going to church every single weekend so diligently, and I was sleeping in on Sundays, I was, um, wasn't picking up my Bible, i probably pray once a month or something if that, and so yeah, I really, really struggled at uni, and I found, oh, I found a verse, a verse popped out to me this morning, yes, but it's First Peter 2 verse 2, which is like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. And when I look at that image, like I've got a daughter, and she is breastfeeding now, and it is such a beautiful, beautiful thing. But if she was still breastfeeding in 20 years, it'd be a little bit, it'd be a little <laughs> bit interesting, wouldn't it? And so the kind of the kind of metaphor there is—that was me when I went off to university—is I, I hadn't weaned myself. That sounds really weird. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Mum. <laughs> I had. I had. I had, actually. But spiritually, I yeah. was still very reliant on my family, my friends, my community. And so yeah. when, I, when I left that kind of area and went to a new place, there was nothing for me to rest on. And so I wish I had to come across this verse earlier and this metaphor earlier because I really struggled with that. But there came a point in time when I realized that it was up to me to do the growing myself. And that Jesus and God was always there, but I needed to actually put in the effort. I needed to be the person who would get in the car and drive to church and put myself in those spaces. And I needed to be the person who joined a young adults group and made friends with people who would, mm. who would hold me up. Mm. And I'm going to give a really hard pitch for this dessert night and this Easter camp. <laughs> I think what really got me through that is, like I say, with the spiritual milk, you, that's, that's you at the beginning of your spiritual journey. And then through things like tribe and amped and youth and church and your parents speaking into your life, that's kind of that's kind of your first introduction to spiritual solids. But Easter camp is a spiritual feast. And I, yeah, when I was growing up, those were pretty much some of the only moments when I really, really felt that I experienced God. And um, like Dej said, you just got to lean into it at that age. And so this is my hard pitch for this dessert night. If you guys are able on the eighth of March to come along, please do because this, this Easter camp is such an important thing for the youth in our community. Mm. I think it, I would almost credit it to one of the things that got me through when my faith was low was just leaning back into those moments that I experienced then and just knowing that I had actually felt Jesus. Yeah. And so that's a not so subtle hard pitch. So yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing you all there.
0: So Well that kinda just takes us into it. These guys, um, we've got you know, a few minutes left. But these these two guys um, lead really two of the most significant um, ministries or aspects of Maharangi Vineyard. Um, Our youth, our young people and and our worship. And they do tons of work behind the scenes. They do lots of stuff that's um, just tedious, detailed stuff, you know, which they probably love. I hate even saying the word come out of my mouth. But they, um, they do so not out of their own energy and not out of their own strength. They do so um, out of the connection or out of the walk they have with Jesus. That should be deeply encouraging to us as a church family. And it should be incredibly encouraging for us as their work is no more um, spiritual or special than your work. So all of us go out, on Monday morning and we go to work, or many of us go out and we go to work. So our, f- our source or our focus of that work in Jesus' warning is that we do so out of connection, through connection with him. The mission field that is your workplace, you go to and you, and you live in and you embody that that, or you're, you're present in that mission field because of your connection with Jesus. And so maybe in, in the little bit of time we have left is what, what are your, and you've kind of done it already, but what are your hopes for the ministries or the, the, the areas that you lead within Maharingi Vineyard? What are you, what are you longing to see? What are you, um, yeah, what excites you, what frustrates you, what drives you to, um, to want more in those areas that you
2: lead? Um, So in youth, I know that one of the big callings of me leaving engineering and um, coming back here and taking up this job was just that lived experience that I know that the seeds that were planted during youth group were the things that started to blossom and grow when I actually put my mind and started trying to lean into the faith, that those seeds were already there. So that's something that I really want to see in the youth is just to know that once they leave the church, that we've set them on good ground and Mm. that from that they can grow and go further in their faith.
1: Uh, that every my yeah my heart for 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 the area of worship and connection in song and like in sung worship is that it's so real and so um, meaningful for each person that walks into this place that um, that affects us as we go out every day like and I and that my heart, my hope and my heart and my what I really love to see is that we get a little more um, loud. Um, we're quite quiet, really. Come on. We like to, we don't want to disturb the person next to us. What if I throw my hands up and I knock the person beside me? Or what? You know what? It's like sometimes, I don't know. I know church is often for, um, you know, we're quite, we're good at catering for extroverts and the introverts in the room. We're also, you know, we really value and look after you, but I just also want to know, I want worship to be a place where we meet and experience God, like the living God, that we, that, like what Jacob was saying, that Easter camps or those those real feasting times, it's like, man, our kids can experience God here yeah. with us. And if we lead the way, so like, it, you actually don't know how important it is, your worship, just by you connecting in with God in an authentic way in a, here, God, here's my surrender to you. You don't know who else that affects in the room because of what you bring. Hmm. Like it is so important. It's not just the teams up here. It's not just the one or two spiritual people. It's like it's you, what you bring in on to a meeting, whether it's on a morning or I want to. I want to see us go Sunday nights as well because there's nothing else in in, in our local area. Do we have enough resources to do it? I don't know. I'm still thinking about that. Or our second set. You know, like, whatever, wherever you come in, like, you, the meeting needs you, and we need your worship. We need your connection. Mm. And in that surrender, that's when cool stuff happens, you know? like Because when I was younger, like, we craved, like, Forget socializing on a Friday night. We used to have a youth group on a Friday night and we used to like we would have times of praying for each other and worship and it was just in someone's lounge and but we met God and like we as youth prayed into each other's lives and we had words of knowledge and it's like there was that that spark, you know, there was that that thing of the spirit that you get excited about and that keeps our hearts alive. Like that's what I want to see in worship. Every song, every time, every, you know. Uh, yeah, that's so my hat.
0: Wonderful. And good. Yeah. <laughs> so um, why don't why don't we stand? So these guys have been um, so great. Thank you for your honesty, for your um, for your sharing. I, I sent in the bio. The, you know that we are all fearfully and wonderfully made, and in that in that uniqueness of of who we have been made so is the uniqueness of how then we connect with Jesus. And that's part of why I wanted to have as many voices in this, in this big conversation because I can only speak from my experience. These guys can only speak from theirs. And so I know in the room there are incredible stories of not only us connecting with Jesus, but Jesus connecting with you. And so, so it, those are the stories that we want to talk about. Those are the things that we want to champion. Those are the things that will encourage us um, as we continue to outwork and, and look as a church of what it means to be created for connection. Because it's kind of when, and then it's from that place, from this place that we're talking about, is that we go out into all the world. Like So let's not forget that. What we're talking about. This is we're talking about our source, but we have a source for a mission. And the last thing our community needs is us just going out being tryhards, working in our own strength, in our own talents and abilities without God. What our what our community needs, what our, what Walkworth, the Maharangi region needs, is us going out into all the world being connected to a source that is life and life abundant. So can both of you just maybe pray a blessing over all of us in in our outworking, in our practice of being people connected to Jesus as our source? And maybe if you'd like, just hold out your hands. I believe something incredibly powerful about authenticity, and as these guys have been authentic with us and their own struggles and their wins and their losses, um, there's something, I think, present that the Holy Spirit wants to do in us this morning. So if something of what they've said, you've heard it and you say, man, I want that, then maybe just as a physical way, hold out your hands, and as they pray for us, believe that the Holy Spirit will give it to
2: you. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for this beautiful community that we have here today. Um, I just pray that the Holy Spirit is in this room. I think it's another translation of the Greek word for knowledge is hearing. So, God, I pray for the spirit of knowledge and the spirit of healing, a hearing upon them, that they may be able to lean into you and actually hear your words, God. Yeah. Um, I pray that when there's moments where they doubt their own strength, that they can know that you are there right behind behind them and that you are saying to them, I've got this. I've got this, I can take your yoke. Um, so, Father God, I just pray, I pray for your strength upon each and every person here today. I pray I pray that they can lean into that. I pray that your light can be poured out through them. I pray that it's 100% you, God, and 100% them, that they can put in the effort and not look at this as, a, as an opportunity to say, no, this is all Jesus, not me. No, this is all Jesus and all of you. So, God, mm. I just pray for that over them.
0: Yes, God.
1: Lord, and I thank you for your still, small voice that nudges us and that speaks to us the only way that we, each of us, can hear you. Um, And I I bless the words that you have spoken into people's hearts this morning. I bless each person as they come in, as they go out, as they sit at their desk, as they sit at their kitchen table, as they do house jobs or as they do... um, work out in their, in, their, in their physical weekly job. Um, I pray a blessing that that still small voice, that, that seed of connection. For those who um, for those who feel well connected with you God, I bless them and I bless that connection to be strengthened. For those who feel like oh, I've just caught a seed because I felt dry for quite a while now. God, I bless that mm. that seed and I pray that yes. you would water that seed of mm. I just want to know you and I just want to be with you. And if you just be still long enough, let me let the clarity come. Mm. Lord, I bless those times. And I also bless the times where um, it feels like you get sabotaged. You mean I've tried to sit down, I've tried to pick up the Bible. God, I pray a blessing on those times mm. that. That today, tomorrow, this week, for each of us in, in this room, that as we go to spend some time, some dedicated moments with you, Lord, that you would protect that time, mm. that we would meet you there. And Spirit of God, you would just um, en- envelop us, wrap us, pull us closer, and that that next seed would produce the next seed. Mm. And the next seed, like a bread crumb to you, mm. in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Wonderful. Thank you. Thanks. Good. Let's give these-